This is the message from Connection Community Church for this Sunday, July 15th, 2012. Book, James Book, 003, Taming the Tongue. I just don't know what to say. Sometimes there's nothing to say, Carrie. That's right. That's what we're talking about, taming our tongue. Sometimes it's just speechless. You yeah. Know? Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. And I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, we do thank you and praise you today. We thank you for laughter. We also thank you for your word found in scripture. Thank you for the writer James and what we can learn. Open us up, Lord. May we be different as we leave than when we came in. We give this time to you in Jesus' name and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Amen. So we continue today our study of James. Today it's chapter 003. Our focus is taming the tongue. Here's what James has to say. Don't be in any rush to become a teacher, my friends. Teaching is highly responsible work. Teachers are held to the strictest standards, and none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, you'd have a perfect person in perfect control of life. A bit in the mouth of a horse controls the whole horse. A small rudder on a huge ship in the hands of a skilled captain sets a course in the face of the strongest winds. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, but it can accomplish nearly anything or what? Destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongly placed word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. Okay, so James really shares some very serious words with us today. James begins by talking about the responsibilities of being a teacher. Many of us are teachers in a variety of settings and how those who teach are held to a higher standard. Now, that's pretty uh, sobering for those of us who are our teachers Well, then James goes on to speak about the meat of of today's message, how to point out how powerful the tongue is. You know, even though the tongue is a very small part of our body, it is used in a powerful way. He compares it to the bit in a horse's mouth or the rudder of a giant ship. He points out that even though something can be very small, it is capable of doing very big things, both good and not so good. He then makes a comparison that brought back to me a childhood memory. I remember going down by the creek with a couple of friends, and we had some matches, and we're just flicking matches into the dry grass that was growing there. (laughs) Not not a great example this week, yeah, by the way. Yeah, not a good example. But, I mean, it's exactly what James is talking about. Thank goodness we got those little fires out before because they could have taken that whole field over. You know, from what we understand, Friendly's was, uh, was a cigarette and some mulch along the building that caused that fire. And I think something similar to that in the fire uh, that was next door to Barry's house that caused damage 
to, uh, to the Wiseman home as well. You know, uh, you remember that song, um, old church campfire song, It Only Takes a Spark to Get a Fire Going. Now, that, that has to do with the spark of Christ, you know, but we're talking about negative sparks here, unwanted fires. And that's what the tongue is compared to here, how the tongue can bring about uh, negative stuff because of a careless or wrongly placed word. So let's continue on to verse 7. James tells us, this is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never been done. The tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. So if what James says is so, then why are we even bothering talking about this when he says, you know, you can't tame a tongue, it's never been done. Why bother? Well, we are not able to tame our own tongues. We can't do it on our own. But we do know, as people who believe in Jesus, that with God, all things are possible. And so with God, our tongues can indeed be tamed. With God's help, our tongues don't have to run wild, uh, that we might be able to control, as the scripture says, a wanton killer. It is possible with God's help. We've seen it happen um, among this body and, and in our own relationship. That's right. Uh, so the question is, though, how does that happen? Well, it's important that we think before we speak, that we put this in gear before we put this in gear. And when we say think, we don't just mean let the wheels turn in your head, but be in prayerful conversation with God. Allow God uh, in on what you're thinking and be open to where God would be leading you in your thinking. Think before you speak, and we're going to spell that out today, T-H-I-N-C, think before you speak. Okay, so let's start with T. We need to ask ourselves, is what I'm saying true? Is it truth? If what I'm sharing is indeed what is right. There are a lot of things that we share that are hearsay or gossip, or we don't really know the story, but there's something kind of powerful. We get in this power seat when we share things. We might have information. We think we have information. No, that's not what we do. What we say needs to be true. Mm. And sometimes it's tra- challenging to know what the truth is, um, especially when it's coming from someone else. Because let's face it, when it's coming from someone else, and they got it from someone else, it's gone through a filter, amen? Their filter. And each of us has a little bit different filter. And so if you get a story from here and here and here, you probably get three at least slightly different stories. Now the question is, what is the truth? Uh, we always find that especially challenging when we're doing counseling, especially counseling with couples, you know? This person, we hear one, whoa, then we hear this, whoa, and, and they're not quite matching up here because each of those stories, even though supposedly it's the same event or the same occurrence, has gone through different filters. Who here has a, a brother or sister or more? Yeah. Okay. Especially if you're older. Not this old, but older anyway. And, and, you're good, and you're getting together with your brother or sister and you're talking about those, you know, those childhood tales, you know. Do you ever notice how your version and their version don't always exactly match up? 
Why is their version always wrong? <laughs> they, they just don't, they somehow missed the truth, didn't they? They weren't into reality. Isn't it incredible? Don't you sometimes wonder, did we really grow up in the same house? Because the stories can be so different because our filters are so different. Different filters, different stories. And, you know, I think most of the time we're not really trying to distort the truth, but that's just the nature. That's just what happens when it runs through our filters. So it doesn't matter where we're at, whether we're at home, whether we're at work, whether we're right here at church. What we share needs to be true. Now, that being said, there are things that we share that we really shouldn't share, and it's not our business to share. Prayer concerns, to say things in the name of prayer, sometimes really turns into a very gossipy event. So I really, really think that we need to work on that. Now, Connection Church, that never happens around here. No. The gossip prayer circle. Gossip prayer circle. Hey, how about like, okay, so we heard someone's having surgery, so let's get everybody together and put it on Facebook. No. That's not our story to tell. Even though we think, oh, it wouldn't matter to that person, yes. We need to always ask permission before we share things like that. That's the little sidebar. Now I'll get back. That's my, you know, I really get, you know, well, I told you I'm going to, you know, share with the church. No, I'm not going to share anything with the church, whatever goes on in your life, unless you tell me to. That's the way we operate around here. So is what we're saying true? That's Mm -hmm. the question. So that's T, true. Is it true? And then H, T-H. H stands for, is it honoring? Is what I'm saying honoring, both to the person I'm talking to, and if I'm talking about someone else, is it honoring? Am I saying what's honoring about the person I may be talking about? Is it honoring or dishonoring the person? Am I building up or am I tearing down? Am I I showing admiration, respect, and, and esteem? For that person or for the person I'm talking to? Or am I doing just the opposite? You know, this is what James is is talking about here in uh, 003. Beginning at verse 8. With our tongues, we bless God our Father. With the same tongue, we curse the very men and women he made in his image. Curses and blessings out of the same mouth. My friends, this can't go on. A spring doesn't gush fresh water one day and brackish the next, does it? Apple trees don't bear strawberries, do they? Raspberry bushes don't bear apples, do they? You're not going to dip into a polluted mud hole and get a cup of clear, cool water, are you? Mm. Honoring words bless, dishonoring words curse. Honoring words are like fresh water, Dishonoring words are like brackish or salty water. And it's our choice as to which of those words are going to come out of our mouth. Oh, I just couldn't help it. Yes, you could. It just happened. No, it didn't. You've got, if you don't have control over your mouth, something's wrong. It's your mouth. You've got to control it. And my mouth, too. I've got to control it. And that's a challenge sometimes. You know, it will help, though, if we first 
think about if we put this in gear before we put this in gear. If we consider, if, what are we saying? Is it honoring or dishonoring? If we pray for guidance, if we look to God for direction, God, should I really say this? Is this honoring or dishonoring? Seek God's face in what we choose to say to those around us, even to those we dislike. And that might be the greatest challenge of all, to speak in an honoring way to those who may even be dishonoring to us. That's what Jesus, one of the things he was talking about when he said, turn the other cheek. In other words, don't let your actions or your words be um, a mirror of the words around you, but let yours be different. Turn the cheek, especially on those who might be dishonoring you, and you in some way be honoring to them. So uh, true honoring I is inappropriate. If what I say, is it inappropriate? You know, it's said that words are neither good nor bad. They're just words. But, you know, I got to tell you that there are some words in my book that are never appropriate. While others think that they are. So we just have a difference in opinion here. Um, Either way. We need to ask the question, are our words appropriate or inappropriate? When we're ready to say things, you know, if, if I'm ready to say something and I just imagine Jesus sitting at the table or right next to me, you know, would that, what would Christ say? Well, guess what? Jesus is right here with us. So is what we're saying inappropriate, offensive? If we think we're on the fence with that, just don't say it. (laughs) Don't say it. I got another thing to say about Facebook. There is so much inappropriate stuff that's posted on there. It's like, wow. So I think as as a Connection Community Church, let's be vessels of, of being appropriate with our words, whether we're one-on-one or in groups or even in social media. Well, you know, speaking of social media, be it Facebook or be it email or whatever it might be, it's so often that when we're not face-to-face with the person, what we're willing to say that we shouldn't. And it often gets in trouble. You know, sometimes I think, okay, this is a conversation i got to have in person because i got to see how the person's going to react. i got to see the face because I know that we're on, and especially things that, you know, it's so easy to be dishonoring when you don't have the person standing there and uh, could get mad, right? You know, you know what I'm saying. We have to be very, very careful with those, uh, with the media, uh, the medium that we use here, whatever it is, when we're throwing stuff out there and we don't think, uh, you know, there's repercussions. There are always repercussions. There's always repercussions with what we say, even if it's just in that, in that uh, realm. <clears throat> T-H-I. N. N stands for necessary. Is what I'm saying necessary? What I'm saying might be true, might be honoring, might even be uh, appropriate, but is it necessary? Do I really need to say it? Is it going to make a difference if I say it or don't? Is there value in what I'm saying? There are some things that we say that are necessary, especially when we have tough conversations we believe in accountability here, accountability in our relationships, in, in our doing life together. And there are times when um, the words that we say, when we you know, speak truth and they're honoring and they're appropriate, then there are times when there are 
words that are necessary that could be hard to say or hard to receive. Mm. On the other hand, there are times when what we say isn't necessary at all. It's just like, I'll give you an example. When I used to sell insurance, I'd be on an appointment once in a while with, let's say, a husband and wife. And let's say the wife gets on a story about something from the past, and she says, you know, it was on Friday night at 8 o'clock. And he goes, no, honey, it was, it was Saturday night at 6. No, no, I know it was Friday at 8. No, no. It, and so for the next 20 minutes, we have this knockdown drag out, whether it was Friday at 8 or Saturday at 6. And I want to scream, I don't care. Who cares? In fact, why'd you even start telling the story? Come on, let's get back to the story, which by the time they get done, the story doesn't have any value anyway, because it got all you with me on this. Because the time and place didn't matter. Now, if it did, it would make it, but it usually doesn't. It, w- it wasn't crucial to the story. And what happens after the first time he says, Saturday at 6, now it's a battle as to who's going to be right. All of a sudden, it has nothing to do with sharing a story. It has to do with, I'm right, you're wrong. And as soon as we get into the bat battle, nobody wins, do we? We, we just brought that whole honoring thing down, you know. And I find myself sometimes, after thinking about that and sharing it with Carrie, you know, sometimes she'll be telling a story and, you know, she'll say it, whatever, and, and I know that it's this because I'm always right. So and I'm going to honor you right now. And I have, to, I have to catch myself. And sometimes I do, and unfortunately I don't, but hopefully I do, and say, okay, I'm, you... Now, if it's going to make a real difference, you know, like it would make a difference for some reason, like somebody would show up on the wrong day or time, I would have to. But if it doesn't make a difference, I can just, I can be quiet and it's not going to hurt anything, right? It doesn't change. And that's what we got to say. Is it truly necessary what I'm saying? Or, or can I let it go and just let it go? True. Honoring, inappropriate, necessary. So finally, we have the letter C out of think. C stands for Christ-centered. Say that with me. Christ-centered. Okay, so we know that think ends with K. But Christ doesn't start with K. But Christ doesn't start with K. Today, think is spelled with a C. And that's because... In our words, they do need to be Christ-centered. I'm not talking about talking about Jesus all the time. I'm talking about being a vessel, being kind and compassionate, allowing the fruits of the Spirit, you know, Jesus, in and running through us. You know, is what I'm saying pleasing to God? If the conversation that I have with my spouse or my kids or with any of you, am I using the words that Jesus would want me to use? If when we're in the, you know, wherever we are, whether we know people or whether we don't, it's so easy to fire off really rude things to people, especially people we don't know. That's not what God wants. In all that we do, if we are... Those who are connected to Christ, we need to put on Christ in our house, in our church, and out there to reflect. We need to think 
before we speak, and that includes um, speaking in a in a Christ-centered way. That's that's the the key, actually, of taming the tongue. Mm. And the flip of that, as Carrie had said earlier, sometimes we have to have a tough conversation. Sometimes we have to have a challenging conversation, and that doesn't mean it's not Christ-centered. Sometimes Christ had to have a tough conversation. Sometimes Christ had to just be flat-out honest with people, even though it was going to hurt, even though it was stepping on their toes, even though it was painful. And so just because we're having a tough conversation doesn't mean we're not being Christ-centered. You know, sometimes there's... But we, when we have those conversations, we have to continue to ask, though, is this necessary? Is this truly necessary? Okay, it is. Am I being appropriate or inappropriate? Am I doing this in the most appropriate language I can? And am I doing this in the most honoring way? Sometimes it's a challenge because the people, person's going to feel dishonored, but you have to be most honoring you possibly can, even when you're having those tough conversations, even when you're being very, very truthful, that top word, truthful, that doesn't mean we have to be dishonoring when we have some of those tough, tough, even though they are tough, Christ-centered conversations with people. Taming the tongue. It, it's really not easy, and the Bible tells us on our own we can't do it at all. So we need to think before we speak, and just let's have a little review. T stands for H I N C. So we hope that you'll think about all that and that it'll make a difference in your life and in your relationships as we speak to one another and as we care for one another. We have an opportunity in, during this last song to, to pray about that. You know, what areas in our lives do we need to, you know, there's some people that just sort of bring out these words and, um, you know, who is that? And how can we, like, get prayed up so that we don't dishonor God in our, in our relationships? You can pray from your seats during this last song. Back in the prayer corner, um, there will be somebody there to pray with you if you like prayer on that. Where do you need help? Pray about it. Ask God for help. And let's think before we speak. That is the gospel message for today. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, this is really, really hard. You know, there's times when we just want to say something. And those very times, Lord, are probably the times when we just need to stop and think before we speak. Help us honor you, Lord, in all that we do and say. Help us speak uh, words that are true, that are honoring, that are appropriate, that are necessary, and that are Christ-centered. May the words of our mouth honor you today and all days. We pray this in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of Connection Church said... Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, 
connecting people with Jesus and the life that he offers. Thank you.